podcast time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. Matt? Yeah? How are you? Good. I've, I've had too much food today. You have? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me everything. I had soup from Cheesecake Factory. Um, Wait, wait. We need to... It's not just soup from Cheesecake Factory. Sunday night chicken... Artichoke. Artichoke. Yumminess. Yeah, It's yeah. like the best soup I've ever had, ever. And then you brought me home like this big bucket of seafood, which mm-hmm. I just sat here and ate at the office like a slob. So, no, <laughs> stop that. No, uh, so it was Mooney of Sarah Mooney fame. Um, it was her birthday a couple days ago. And one of our mutual friends, we all, the three of us with them, um, uh, we all went out and had a, a big uh, seafood feast in Seattle, and it was delightful. Yeah. And there were leftovers. I stayed home and cleaned the floor. Like you deserve. I'm like Cinderella. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> can I go out for the dance tonight? Because <laughs> that's my Cinderella. <laughs> oh, look at these lovely shoes. <laughs> I guess it's been a while since I've seen Cinderella. I don't remember the dialogue. Wow. These like... rats are keeping me company. <laughs> Her voice. I can't with you right now. You're killing Uh, me. (laughs) We've also got some cheesecake to eat later. Yes, I'm excited. It's all right. You got plenty of exercise this last week. I feel like uh, I'm going to tell myself I earned it. Mm. How are you? I'm fine. I'm tired. I had a good nap. I came home. I was uh, so from from where we live, Seattle's about an hour, uh, hour and a half or so. And then if there's any traffic, it just complicates it anyway so i was tired when i got back yeah yeah understandable yeah so i took a nap yeah 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 this is starting out to be very boring (laughs) it's okay that's the magic of editing (laughs) (laughs) all right matt should we get to the episodes in other words i haven't had anything exciting going on since (laughs) we last recorded uh i'm ready okay let's do this all right all right a glitch is a glitch imdb rating of 8.1 overall number 119 it's the 15th episode of season five, uh, directed by David O'Reilly, who is a animator who started really young and uh, just really interesting artwork this episode. He wrote and storyboarded this as well. Original air date was April 1st, 2013, and it had about 2 million U.S. viewers. Yeah, yeah. And the title card shows it's basically like a, a collage of like glitchy looking images with some stuff from the Candy Kingdom in there. You can see PB to the right. Her head's all stretched out. A little bit of Jake is in there. I'm sure there's actually a lot to take from this. I'm just, you'd have to stare at it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think it's meant to be one of those things that you just look at and pull different things from, for yeah, sure. definitely. So the episode starts out with Finn and Jake drawing a picture of Ice King on their computer. Jake tells Finn to make him look angrier. But by doing so, Jake says, it's no longer funny. Then exclaims that he ruined it. Finn claims that he has no patience for this animation junk. Mm-hmm. I felt when I heard that line, I l- immediately laughed and then looked at Matthew because for those of you who don't recall, Matt is an animator and uh, we work in the same office from home and he's like, eh, eh, I don't have patience for this today. And he'll like get up and leave and go do something different. There's some days where I'm like, I just can't take it. I'm like, I gotta get for away real. from this computer. I can't, I can't deal with this. It's so tedious. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
He then oddly punches himself in the face. Soon after, a brick with a floppy disk taped to it flies in the window. Jake stretches over and asks Finn if he ordered a brick, but he, re- uh, but Finn replies no. They then pop the disk to find a disturbing video of a woman gagging herself with her own hair, which oh, yeah. was absolutely disgusting, and I just... <laughs> it was pretty gross. That's one of two like insanely gross things in this episode. Yes. Uh, grossed out, Finn screams at Jake to escape, escape! But when he hits the button, the glitch comes out of the computer, and Finn and Jake freak out, then rush to the Candy Kingdom. Do you remember floppy disks? Did you use floppy disks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 the small ones? Yep. Um, I remember talking to my son, Devante, who's now 24, question mark, 23. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he's in his 20s. And I was like, you know, the, the save icon in the corner of Word is actually what a disc, we use those discs. He's like, oh, I didn't realize that was an actual thing. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. That is funny. We actually own a floppy disc. We do. Yeah, that came with the um, our Independence Day action figure. Yep. Because it's a toy from the 90s. And it came with like this like floppy disk Independence Day game that Uh I'm sure is not good. (laughs) I would love to see what that is. Um, Although I don't we don't have anything that we could play it on. No, we don't. (laughs) We'd have to get something. Value Village and get like a $10 computer that would have cost like five thousand dollars in the 90s <laughs> i know right it's always so interesting going through that place and like going into like the electronic section for like outdated technology mm-hmm. and seeing things that are like you can buy them from like a dollar to five dollars and you're like yep back when i was a kid this was a this was a hot item right here i and would kill to have literally that. nothing yep. yeah yep it's insane it's, it's crazy anyway sorry to interrupt go ahead all right so uh so princess ball comes watering plants then Ice King flies over, greeting her, and he reminds her of something that she said last summer about dating Ice King if he was the only person la- left in Ooh. And she doubts that she said that, and soon enough, Finn and Jay come running to Princess Bubblegum, nearly freaked to death. Ice King asks them if they're having any computer problems. Then uh, he tells them about the glitch, saying that it exists within the universal source code, which Finn exclaims Ice King to stop talking like a nerd and tell it to them straight. So one thing about this whole episode is that the animation style is different. Matt, can you, like, it's 3D, Yeah, right? so it's computer generated. Yeah, and it's, re- go ahead. Sorry, and you see, like, a lot of, like, glitchy things happen in the background. Like, zzz, like it looks mm-hmm. like, like, as somebody who's worked with a little bit of 3D software, it's like, it looks like a nightmare to me because it's, like, the kind of things that you're seeing in this, like, the glitchy out. If you're making something, you see that happening, you're like... I don't know how to fix this. What's going wrong? (laughs) So I was getting flashbacks to school. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And the whole, like, even the opening and everything was done in this 3D animation. It was just really, really interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Ice King simplifies his explanation. If the glitch does its work, it will delete everything except him and PB. Ice King vanishes, saying that he'll prepare for his, quote, date. Donut guy comes out running and shouting. and He has some kind of glitch on part of his head. Finn says that he and Jake will take care of everything. Princess Bubblegum then pulls out a gun, which was weird, yeah. and said uh, and said that she'll take care, take care of this too, and they run off. Finn and Jake start to save the candy people. Finn starts by carrying Mr. Cupcake, but he ends up getting deleted. Finn freaks out and tells Jake to help him. Jake starts to calm Chocoberry, but her arms and legs fall apart, then get deleted. Finn then again tries to help Sugar Cube, but he declines his offer as he saw what happened to Mr. Cupcake when Finn picked him up. Then he, too, gets deleted. While we're watching this one, I was like, oh, these characters are all freaking out a lot. And I realized it's kind of an apocalyptic episode. Totally. <laughs> like, this totally. is like their whole world's ending. It also is interesting that 
the writer chose to give PB a gun because they yeah. don't have guns and ooh like they usually use other things right yeah so th- that's one of the things that's always um stood out to me in this episode is like when when you have guest writers come into the show which has happened a few times throughout the series like especially episodes that have like you know guest animators mm-hmm. the writing always seems a little different mm-hmm. like um characters aren't quite acting the way that they normally would in the series yeah yeah and that definitely stands out in this one to me yeah like, it I doesn't agree. the writing in it doesn't feel like an adventure time episode to me yeah yeah it's uh, and especially watching Pewhoy right after this. Oh, yeah. It was like a di- it, obviously a different show, but like you could feel like the it coming like that, that Adventure Time flavor coming back. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is very much like a standalone kind of episode, I think. Mm-hmm. So, Which is probably meant to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, was the one that they did? The Minecraft episode was like, it, pro- it doesn't even feel like canon or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the same with this one. Which is kind of cool, because, you know, it gives you a little something different, like... Sure, yeah. Gets the way into a season. It's, it's basically a 3D up a tree. It's a it's a one-off, fun, like, story thing, trying, you know, with this guest writer. I don't know. It's just interesting. Guest yep. animator. Yeah. It's not like anything in this episode ever comes back up at any point in the series. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> we're going to get an email. <laughs> <laughs> so Finn then uh, says that the things that they were going to do were not working and that they need a plan. But Jake promptly falls asleep for 52 seconds. This reminded me of Matt BT Dubs. Go ahead. Oh, the falling asleep for 52 seconds? Yeah. You're like, what should we do? And you're like, <laughs> like you fall asleep so fast. Yeah, sometimes they it's do. It's insane. <laughs> Except like, I couldn't fall asleep at all last night. I was just laying awake all night like. So when Finn wakes up. Is uh, it a banjo in your head? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Finn wakes up Finn, uh, Jake after 52 seconds. And Jake explains his dream plan to Finn. He says that the things that he was seeing were not good enough for a plan, but Jake intends to finish it. Upon explaining this, Finn panics, but Jake says that they should uh, talk to the glitch like in his dream. So Finn agrees and picks up a part of the deleted thing and asks if, he can, if it can help them. But it replies, I can't help you, goofballs. However, Finn, Finn and Jake cannot understand what it says since the letters are backwards. They're standing literally behind the message. Yeah, it's cool. So Jake tries to read it out loud and <laughs> it's like just a bunch of gibberish as Finn <laughs> finds a way out. Uh, Jake thinks that he, he's broken the code, but Finn says that they do not have time for it, and they enter the way Finn found. As they enter, Jake announces that the place they have entered is the universal source code. Finn then sees PB and Ice K inside a big block of ice. Finn starts to wander around and sees two hexagon shapes with a snake and spider on it, and it goes to a scene where a spider and a snake are about to fight. Jake holds one of the hexagons. And places one of its edges next to the other. And when they do that, the two shapes combine. And the snake and spider are also transformed into a spider-snake hybrid. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Finn tells Jake not to touch anything because the hexagons are the building blocks of the universe. Jake says that he wants to find and fight the glitch. Upon finishing his sentence, he wraps himself up and shakes in fear. Uh, Finn shakes, asks Jake what the matter is. Jake then points out. The glitch, which is seen eating various hexagons from the source code, one of them being PB's chair. Yeah. So I said that there was a second gross thing in the episode. That was a, the spider snake. Because, you know, I love animals, but mm-hmm. two animals I don't love are spiders and snakes. Yep, <laughs> so seeing the combined into one animal is the worst. So the next part goes to PB, where she's reloading her gun with tranquilizer darts, and her chair suddenly disappears and falls on the ground. When she falls, Ice King enters. So PB gets up, points a gun at him, and asks him to give her the antivirus or she's going to shoot him with her candy horse tranquilizer 
But he says that uh, he even brought a box of chocolates, among other things. So he's like tasting the chocolate. He's like, yeah, it's still good. And he's like, ugh, and just throws the box. So then he, um, that's like every box of chocolates, though, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> the mystery chocolates. Like, oh, this one's, well, this one's not great. I get the next one. Ugh. They're never good, even if it's like the kind that you think are going to be good. You're like, oh, milk chocolate and caramel. That's going to be delicious. And you try it, and something is always off, yep. and you're just like, mm. I just can't get his uh, chocolates from the dollar store. Yep. On Valentine's Day. <laughs> You know, day after Valentine's Day sale. Yep, he saves it for the next year. <laughs> so, In the freezer. What? <laughs> Nothing sadder than going out and buying yourself a dollar store box of chocolates. <laughs> this is where I am in life, I guess. Are you speaking from experience, Matt? I, I did it once, like, in my 20s. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I just saw chocolate. Yeah, I can, have, I can go for some chocolate today. Oh, no, no. It's like, oh, nom, these nom, are nom. all disgusting. <laughs> That's right. It's like every other one is coconut. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> the, the company started getting smart and like putting the flavor underneath, but you still have to pick up the chocolate to see what the flavor is underneath. Yeah, I basically just throw them all in the trash. Yeah, that's where they belong. <laughs> oh, here's the one cherry one. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so Ice King starts talking about the promise <laughs> that she said about dating him. Uh, if he was the last person I knew. And at the end of his phrase, uh, PB shoots him with a with a gun as he slowly passes out, but the darts on his face and the gun get deleted, so he's just back to normal. So PB then says that even though she did promise, he is not the last person to do because she's still there. So she starts kissing her left hand, which is which is it was weird so at first. Like, What's she doing? And like, oh, okay. What's happening right now? She's like on a date with herself instead of Ice King. So IK tries to get her to kiss his hand too, but she refuses. Oh my. This is the first time in a while we've seen Ice King as the villain of an episode. True. Yeah. But, uh, okay. In the source code area, Finn is pulling Jake's hand, telling him to pull it together. Combined bits of hexagon shapes with Jake's body parts are shown, and the glitch removes Jake's right arm. Finn, who is still pulling Jake's arm, notices that his arm is unattached to him. Jake says with a disappointed tone that he and his arm had so many good times together that a montage of Jake's memories with his right arm is shown. Jake says that he would defeat the glitch to avenge his right hand. They both charge forward to the glitch, but Finn halts as his body starts to glitch up. Yeah, so Ice King makes ice sculptures of himself while PB still kisses her palm. So They're I like think- having a straight-up make-out sash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much how she spends the bulk of her time in the episode after this point. Yep, pretty much. So Ice King looks at her. Um, then when she turns around, PB says no to her palm. Ice King smiles, then she kisses it again. So outraged, Ice King says that he's trying to be nice to her, and she can at least make the best of their situation. So uh, PB stands and kneels to him. Uh, Ice King's like, oh, you're praying to me. Mm. <laughs> he's like, I'm into this. But then she lifts, lifts his robe over his head. He's like, I'm still into this. Then she pushes him down. He's like, yep, still into it. <laughs> and then she stomps on his head and shouts that uh, he needs to give her the antivirus. Ice King cannot give it to her because he did not make one. He says that the glitch is going to delete everyone until they are all that's left. And PB hopes for Finn and Jake's success. Finn is being carried by Jake. Like he looks like a little worm and his little head's on top. It's cute. Yeah. They figure out a plan to defeat the glitch. One second later, which is actually like. It says one second later, and it's like. But the screen of one second so later goes on for like long. It probably seconds. goes on for 52 seconds because the 52 seconds went really fast. Ah, I'm curious. I could be wrong. I could be making that up. 
Anyway, um, one second later, they arrive in front of the glitch. Finn and Jake start to fight it. Jake uses Finn's head to slice the glitch, but instead a mouth forms that eats the sword and Jake's body suddenly gets deleted. Finn says that they need to get the building blocks out of the glitch's stomach. Then Jake reminds Finn of the video they saw of the girl gagging herself with her hair. <laughs> so gross. Jake removed Finn's hat and starts biting Finn's hair. The glitch, being grossed out, throws up all of the building blocks that he ate from the universal source code. And as he moves far away, some random scenes appear. Everything that was deleted returns. Finn and Jake celebrate. Ice King is shocked. Then he suddenly <laughs> gets stuck. Just a lot of um, commas. Yep. Then he suddenly gets stuck in the side of a reappearing house, which is that's my favorite part of the episode. Uh, Ice King being like trapped in like this house's wall when it appears back. So uh, Finn and Jake walk into the Candy Kingdom as they observe that everything is back to normal. Donut Guy comes out running and shouting just like he was when he was glitching, but now he's not glitching. And now he's running and shouting because he's back to normal. He's like, I'm back to normal. Ah! So Finn asks him if he knows where Princess Bubblegum is, and he shouts that she's in Ice King's castle. The scene then goes to IK's castle where PB, who is still unaware that everything was back to normal, ang angrily beats Ice King's computer with a bat. When Finn and Jake arrive, Princess Bubblegum greets them with a hug. Uh, then the hand Princess Bubblegum was kissing earlier and Jake's arms start kissing, saying that they missed each other. Finn interruptingly coughs and asks where IK is. He and Jake say that they want to kick his boing aloings. Kick him in the boing aloings. In the boing aloings. <laughs> Uh, Ice King is still stuck on the side of a house, asking where everyone is. The spider-snake hybrid, which Jake created, starts biting IK's face in the episode ends. Yup. So, what do you think of A Glitch is a Glitch? Um, not my favorite. No? Okay, so, like, I, I thought it was interesting, like, the, the different type of animation style. I thought that was cool. It's an interesting premise, um, don't get me wrong. I just, I don't know that I cared for the story. And I felt like two steps behind everything. Like I felt like I was supposed to already know something, which is different from other Adventure Time where the like episodes where they do things that are like random and whatever. I feel like I can, I can catch up. But like this was just like, I felt like I was supposed to know something already. And so when things happened, I was like, oh, that. That didn't sit right, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm not explaining myself very well. Oh no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, like, I, I think it's cool when a show wants to like do like a one-off in like a different style. Um, doesn't always work for me, and unfortunately, this is one of those cases where I think it was a cool idea, and I know a lot of people do like this episode. This one's just not really for me. I don't know, like uh, the whole uh, the characters kind of acting slightly off kilter for themselves. Like PB was like really flipped out in this one. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I can't really describe, I can't put it into words. Well, I should because it's a podcast or <laughs> reviewing the episode, but so I'll, I'll do my best. It's just not for me. <laughs> I think the whole animation style that they went for is cool. I was saying that the beginning reminds me of like the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse animated movies. Oh uh, yeah, story-wise, wasn't crazy about it. The, the pacing felt a little off to me too. I wonder if that's what it was. It's just the pacing was weird. Yeah. And, and also, I'm not going to lie, like I didn't understand how they like, how they beat the glitch until I just read it. Yeah. Like watching it, I was like, what's happening? Like maybe I just looked down or something at my computer when I was taking notes and then I just missed it. But I was just like, how, what? Yeah. And then I, and then I got it and I was like, oh, that's okay. That's well, a thing. Well, you know, like, so the guy that animated this one also wrote it. So, you know, it's a guest writer again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I think I'm sure he's a really talented guy. So I don't, 
want to like i'm not like bashing his style or anything sure. like that no 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 but i look at this compared to like you remember that simpsons treehouse of horrors episode where Simps where homer turns into a 3d yes, model yes yeah. yes and um that is actually awesome i think because it yes. still has like the flavor of the real show in there because you could tell that it's like the same writers and everything yeah yeah but uh for, for some reason it worked in that one for me but it didn't quite work in this one you know what this felt like um so I don't know if you've ever watched, I don't know if you've ever watched any of those like Minecraft playthrough videos. There's like, um, there's some that are really popular. I don't remember the names. I only know them because my friend's daughter was really into them and we watched a bunch of them. But it wa it's like watching some like adolescents play through Minecraft and, but it's an Adventure Time version mm -hmm. and we're watching like them play around with it i don't know how to explain it but like like it just doesn't it didn't feel connected yeah yeah and it's not because like princess bubblegum's never a damsel in distress right and yep. she wasn't even in this she was like i'm gonna take care of my biz you know i just felt like it was just it was we it was just disconnected i don't know i'm, I'm totally with you there was there so anything you did like outside the animation style I liked, again, like some of the funny stuff with Ice King in this one. Mm -hmm. I thought the funniest scene was probably uh, Jake having the flashback to like good times with his hand. Oh, my God. There. Yes. Yes. Like flying, 100%. flying it around as a kite and stuff like that. Yes. That was great. But um, I don't know, like, uh, unfortunately, there's not a ton that I like about this one. And I feel bad saying that. You know what is interesting that I liked the like some of the Candy Kingdom people, I thought they were funny. Like the donut guy the donut that was guy screaming was and yeah. stuff. He's like, ah, oh, my beautiful face, my hopes and dreams. Yep, the peanut gallery, as always, is good. Yeah, I thought that was really great. Um, And I think Ice King, we saw, you know, season one version of Ice King come back in this episode. And it was... It was just classic, but um, which I appreciate. And I thought I think that they wrote Ice King very well. Mm -hmm. um, and he wasn't Ice King was done really well. Yeah. Sorry. And he wasn't yeah. gross. Like mm -hmm. he wasn't like, you know, but it, he was very true to his character. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it was definitely like this felt like it was written for an earlier season than this one. Maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what's off about it or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, maybe. like recently I've been on this kick uh, this last week or so. Mm -hmm. I've been going back through and watching because it's been I'm so long married. since we watched seasons one and two that I like, I wonder how it feels now compared yes. to the stuff that we're covering. Yeah, it is such a different show. It is. It is. It's crazy. Uh, I watched a couple of them with Matt and it was just insane. Yeah, they have like this manic, crazy energy to them mm -hmm. compared to like the season five stuff that we're into right now. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yep. The evolution of the show and, and where it's at. Mm -hmm. 100%. Finn's little kid voice at the beginning. Oh my, it's I, crazy. You don't even notice yeah. it. And like going back and listening, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's nuts. You're the animation style is different and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, Maddie, where was the snail? The snail was on Ice King's computer near the end. It also appears in the credits, which are not shown during most airings and US home media releases. Hmm. Yeah. That's There's a picture of it during the end credits right there. Yeah, he's on the screen. He's on the screen. Yes. No fill face. No fill face. <laughs> What's your favorite line? My favorite line was, you taste different, baby, which was righty, Jake's hand, talking to PB's hand. Yeah. It, also, like, how is this even happening? Like, I just, it just blew my mind, like... <laughs> So I was thinking, like, is that like an ongoing joke between PB and uh, Jake? Like their hands are dating. Yeah. So that's really funny. I like it that. It is funny. Yeah. And I'm like, ha oh, my God. Yes. Because they were like straight up and she was straight up making out with her own hand. So mm -hmm. it's her hand cheating on righty 
with PB. Yeah, it's like they have like this little game going on where they they've created like this drama with their hands. Yes, I yes. like that. Like as far as writing goes, that's great stuff. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's so funny. I think I enjoyed like this episode in retrospective talking about it more than I did enjoy watching it. Uh, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same Z's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line was, where's this glitchy guy? I'm going to smash his jimmies, His Jake. jimmies. <laughs> his jimmies. So uh, you want to give me an impression of a character? Yes. Donut guy. Yes. Love it. Yep. Okay, you. Oh, my gams? Finn. I was going to take that one, and I saw you write it. It's like... <laughs> you know, when I use Finn as an impression, it means I have, like, nothing else to work with. Because, yeah. you know, I can't do Finn's voice. You're so funny. <laughs> we got some triv. We got some triv. Kick it. It's trivia time. All right, this episode is one of four episodes that use different forms of animation and are not considered canon to other episodes of the show. The others being Food Chain, Bad Jubies, and Water Park Prank. And we haven't seen any of those yet. No, I I have never seen Water Park Prank, but I know I've seen the other two. Okay. The computer they're playing on is an 80s Macintosh, either the EDSE128K512K K or classic model, which all look similar. At first, I thought they were just playing on BMO at the beginning. And then we saw BMO walk into the room like, no, they're not playing on BMO. Um, also, uh, I remember writing a essay in, what grade was I? I say I was going to Revan Jr. So it was eighth or ninth grade about the Emancipation Proclamation mm-hmm. on a old Macintosh in one of the classrooms because we only had one and we all had to share. Oh. Yep. It's awesome. I mean, I have a computer at home or anything. Man, I miss the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> this episode features a modified CGI version of the opening sequence, making this the first episode to contain a modified version of the opening uh, since the gender-swapped episodes Fiona Cake and Bad Little Boy. However, BMO is not in the opening sequence in this episode. They usually appear in the intro. So fun. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Fun fact, uh, the yeah. first time I saw this episode was shortly after it aired, and I didn't know that it was going to be like a gimmick, like a CG episode. So when I saw the opening credits, I was like, oh no, what did they do to the animation? And then the episode started, I was like, oh no, Adventure Time CGI now? <laughs> I don't like this. Right, that was the thing, though, is like cartoons would go from 2D to 3D. Uh-huh. Yep. So I was worried that like the, the show <gasps> changed its... Rugrats! Oh my gosh! Oh, you, oh that was a nightmare. <laughs> so yes. we just stumbled upon like a, a recent like updated reboot of, of Rugrats that's yes. done with computer animation and it's, it's awful horrible. looking. It's horrible. It is nightmarish. horrible. <laughs> it was. It was the worst. I was like, what happened? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Awful. Sorry. I used, to, I used to love Rugrats as a kid. Yep. Reptar. Reptar on ice. <laughs> oh, look. There's some kids on the ice. Somebody call their mom. Anyway, Finn seems to be using a different sword in this episode. Okay. I didn't even notice that. Me neither. Finn's hair seems to have regrown to the same length from where when it was first shown. When they get back to Ooh, it appears the same length as the mirror Finn's in Gotcha. You were saying that his hair looks like Sonic the Hedgehog because yeah. it's all like spiky. Yeah. Spiky. Spiky. At the start of the episode, when is that Finn- a special tea? Spiked tea. Spiked tea. Spiked tea. Oh, okay, uh-huh. yeah. I guess that would be a thing, huh? <laughs> Spiked tea. <laughs> I'd try it. Uh, At the start of the episode, I'm having some spiked uh, seltzer. seltzer. Yeah, seltzer. 
at the uh, start of the episode when Finn and Jake are making an animation, Ice King has spiders and snakes oh. on him. Later in the episode, Ice King is attacked by a spider-snake hybrid. Which I had to turn my head from because that was terrifying. Yeah, I actually thought it was, um, I was looking for the trivia, but it's not there. I thought it was a reference to uh, one of my favorite horror movies, <clears throat> The Fly. Even though the spider sim- symbol is a universal source code, has eight legs like a normal spider, it only has six in the real world, as does the spider-snake hybrid. The six-legged spider is also very similar to the one that chases Jake in Marceline's closet, but with a different color scheme, though a spider with more similar color can be seen in the credits about 16 seconds in. Oh, man, that's a great episode, too. Marceline's closet. That feels mm-hmm. like ages go down. I know, right? So Finn involuntarily punches himself after complaining about the animation process and insulting animators in general. This implies the show's animators heard him, thus breaking the fourth wall. That's I love that. Funny. I, I thought that might have been the joke. That's great. Lastly, the title card is a mixture of many faces and images from the show, probably meaning to be some sort of image glitching or glitch art. Glitch art. Yep. So do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name? Yeah, sure. A glitch is a glitch. And you said the magic worm returns with reinforcements. It traps Finn and Jake in a video game. They have to beat the level by destroying the worm once and for all as the big baddie at the end. So that's a... I think that's one of my favorite predictions of yours, because that sounds like such a blast of an episode. Yeah. Because I thought it could have been like a follow up to um, that video game episode. And was it season one or two? Yeah. The one with like, you know. Uh, yes. Slimy Sam or whatever his name. <laughs> slimy <laughs> Not Slimy Sam. Sam it's Sam's the frog. Yeah. It's yeah. a frog. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I'm not married. Oh, I love the We witch. watched Donut Witch the other day. Oh, Witch's so Garden. good. So good. So uh, here's your precious criteria. <laughs> so my precious criteria. You wrote it. I never wanted to be. I never wanted there to be one. <laughs> so, uh, uh, creativity. Does it sound like you put effort into it? Absolutely. It sounds like the best unmade episode ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm an exec at Adventure Time Corp, would I greenlight an episode based on your pitch? Definitely. Accuracy doesn't have anything to do with the actual episode. There's no magic worm. No reinforcements. There's a video. There's not a video game. Uh, I'm going to give accuracy an F. <laughs> all, all the characters you mentioned in the episode. Oh, wait. That's right. I still have the second part of that, don't I? Um, that's right. Two thirds of the characters you mentioned are in it. So that brings it up to a D plus total. All right. With a combined. So A for creativity. D for accuracy. I think the creativity is so good. Yeah. I'm bringing it up to a B minus. Ooh, yeah. no, B like, minus. Character still has like no. It still makes no sense. <laughs> uh, you're not going to predict what the next episode's about because you've already seen it. Yep, I seen it. Call a little episode called Pewhoy. Yes, yes. Uh, any last thoughts on this episode? So I remember not being crazy about a glitch is a glitch when I was younger, and it had been a long time since I've seen it. So I was hoping that my taste had changed and that I would get a little more enjoyment this time through. But yeah, it's still just not one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's very creative and I appreciate the creativity. I appreciate the little snippets, the little pieces that are actually really great. Um, and this does feel like a classic IK episode that we would have seen early on. And so, yeah, I mean, I I. It's awesome to break things up and to try new new things. It it just wasn't for me, and that's okay. It still was. It was a good episode overall, though. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's things to like in it. Just as far as personal taste goes, there's a problem when I'm thinking, "Oh, this is a long eleven minutes." <laughs> yeah, and uh, we know that some of our listeners, this is your favorite episode, and so please hear us that 
you know, it's, it just wasn't for yeah, us. We totally get okay. that. Just like yeah. most people are like, they're like, what do you mean up a tree is your favorite episode? Right. You know, exactly. It's just all personal taste. Yeah. 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 All right. So on to the next episode. <gasps> Let's do it. All right. The title is Pewhoy. IMDb rating 9.1. And Matt checked it right before we uh, watched it. And or like during our watching it. Yeah. While we were watching it. Uh, so I was taking some last minute notes on this one earlier today and the imdb rating was 9.1 and since that time it has changed to a 9.0 yeah which weird. is nuts because i was thinking this episode deserves more than a 9.1 i agree 100 percent uh overall number 120 number 16 for the season directed by nate cash written and storyboarded by tom herpich and steve wolfhard original air date april 8th 2013 2.75 million u.s viewers uh, today's april 24th that we're recording it's gonna happen mm, one day it's gonna maybe. happen so the title card shows jake's favorite coffee mug sitting in the grass surrounded by broken glass no it's knives knives it's from knives the from the knife sword the yeah. the, the, the knife storm, storm sword yeah sword storm <laughs> say that five times fast sword storm it's and, it's the name of a zelda song and the pewhoy <laughs> is in like pillow pillow letters yeah yep looks like clay yeah they're they're fluffy they're fluffy pillows yep um okay the episode starts off with a knife storm knife storm knife storm okay knife <laughs> knife storm Man, i thought it was gonna be a storm sword like as a reference to the song uh uh, Storm of Swords from Zelda. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate. They didn't do that. Knife storm. <laughs> uh, outside the tree fort, Jake, who is shaped like a bulldozer, is carrying pillows. Finn, however, is sitting on a pillow chair, sulking. After warning him to move out the way, Jake dumps the pillows on Finn, making Bimo fall on Finn's head and Simo on Bimo's head. Finn tells Jake to knock it off. Jake apologizes and says he's only trying to cheer him up. He asks Finn how he could be so upset when he is with some of his BFFs, and one of them is building an actual pillow fort. Not going to lie, it's the coolest looking pillow fort I've ever right. seen. and where do all these pillows and blankets come from? Right. They probably actually, they probably want to like borrow them from other Candy Kingdom Yeah, citizens. probably. I have to say, making up for, I, okay, so we had, when we were kids, these, my parents are like collectors of books. They have tons of books. I think that's where I get it. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> Matt's like, I have two books and you have four. 50 billion um as he casually glances at the bookshelf laughing yep. um anyway so we had the world encyclopedia set and they made the best uh like grounders and like holders of pillows and blankets oh. we made our forts and so we would always we'd always make forts and it was awesome nice that's the awesome end. i feel like i always made my forts out of like couch cushions yeah 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 we couldn't afford fancy things like pillows when I was a kid. <laughs> we all slept on the couch. <laughs> Together? Did you keep each other warm? <laughs> yeah. We wore our we wore each other's blankets. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Would we, your dad <laughs> like the daddy blanket on top of all of you? <laughs> just like his body mass just spreads for that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can't imagine. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah, that's funny. I love it. Finn replies saying that he's just thinking of Flame Princess, and he told her a joke, but she didn't respond. So he's like, "I guess it's all over." So Bimo... jumping to conclusions and catastrophizing, just saying. Yeah. So Bimo says that maybe she just didn't understand the joke that Finn told her, but Finn does not believe it. He's like, "Oh, she's probably off laughing at some other guy's jokes." This is the beginning of Finn's. Um, what do you want to call it? Self sabotaging for his relationship. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Finn adds that uh, having a girlfriend is hard, to which J Jake replies that being crazy is hard and starts explaining that he needs to focus on real problems as opposed to imaginary ones. Yes, I agree with him. There's a lot going on in this episode. Yep. He demonstrates by throwing his favorite mug outside the window and says that it's not real and he does not need to care about it anymore. Finn, however, still does not understand and decides he needs some time alone. He crawls to the pillow fort and finds a hidden door. Finn opens it and finds a whole new world made of pillows. He transports to Pillow World, which startles him. The door magically disappears. Finn slays a blanket dragon, which makes the pillow people happy. He then meets the mayor, Quilton, who declares a celebration. And then at the said celebration, he meets Quilton's daughter, Rosalind, and the two share a dance. There's so many pillow puns. I love it. Yeah. Which I never noticed some of them until the subtitles. Yeah. Uh, Quilton is great. I love that character. He's mm -hmm. such a fun guy. Mm-hmm. And I also really like the little, the tune that's playing at this dance. It's yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. It was cute. It's, um, you know, he, he instantly, because he has his uh, demon sword with him mm -hmm. when he's going. And so he's like, these villagers come running. I'm like, oh, the pillow dragon. He's like, I got this. And so he did. And he's just like, nope, I kill things. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> the whole landscape of pillows. Yep. It was awesome. So we cut back to the, the tree four. This is going to happen throughout the episode. Like every now and then it'll come back to what's happening with Jake and Bimo. So Jake pulls his favorite mug back into the house using a fishing pole. Um, when Focus returns to the pillow world, a great deal of time has passed. So Finn is now an adult who has two children with Ross and Lennon, Jay and Bonnie. So Quilton visits and tells Finn that uh, archaeologists have researched the door leading back to Finn's world. So he says that the door only appears for a short time. Uh, when the episode switches back to the tree fort, Bimo is playing with Jake's mug. And Bimo has placed a clown wig on the mug and one on Bimo's own head. I wanted to bring up um, Adult Finn here is, yeah. is voiced by uh, Nathan Frakes from uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Oh. I love his his voice performance as uh, Adult Finn. Yeah. Is one of my favorite guest actors ever in the show. Yeah. I love his voice <laughs> as Adult Finn. It's just so good. <laughs> the it way is. it first shows him when he's cutting the tree down, he's like alphanumeric. It's so good. And I agree. And I love Adult Finn in this. Yeah. Also, it's really fascinating how long, like it, when you see what has transpired over just, you know, minutes in, in the other world. It's just like your heart just sinks and like, it's like, oh, yeah, and it's great. He's lived this whole life. He's lived a whole life, a whole life. Yeah. He's gotten married. He has two kids. Also, how does that happen in pillow world? And also, how do you get so jacked when everything there is just pillows? Yes. Like, what's and he lifting? Right, right. <laughs> and what's he eating to support his muscle He's mass? He's eating nothing but pillows. Yeah. How does that even work? I don't know. Okay, so Jake tells Bimo that he wants his mug back, but he'll be willing to make some hot chocolate. Bimo said that Jake drives a hard burger. When the focus returns to Finn and his family, once again, many years have passed. Finn is slightly is a slightly aged man uh, when he visits an oracle, uh, Rashida, to ask about the door. However, Rashida only answers him in riddles. Finn begins to have second thoughts about leaving the pillow world. Rosa Lennon tells Finn she knows he has to go, but asks only that Finn remember his family when he returns to his, quote, real life, something he is later unable to do. An imaginary flashback of Jake convinces Finn to stay with his pillow family. Uh, a little detail I love there is it's been so long since he's seen Jake that yep. his flashback of Jake, Jake's voice isn't the same. It's right. just like how he kind of remembers Jake being. Mm -hmm. And the Rashida guy, another great voice actor there, um, he was um, 
Princess Bride, the really smart guy. Mm-hmm. No more mm-hmm. rhymes, and I mean it. Anybody <laughs> like the peanut? It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what, was, what was his name in that? I can't remember. But anyway, he was one of my favorite characters in that movie. So uh, Jake and Bimo are playing together when the action focuses focuses on them again. So Bimo asks Jake about his kids, to which Jake replies that Randy Corn babies do not need their parents for long. And uh, Bimo's like, oh, that must be kind of sad. And then Jake <laughs> sinks in for Jake. He's like, ow. So back in the pillow world, Finn is an old man on the verge of death. And as he's dying, he flies through space naked and bounces off Gulb's tongue before emerging out of the uh, top of the pillow fort as a child again. So he almost tells Jake about the supposed dream until the Flame Princess calls, telling him that she did not get his joke before, and now she gets it. And after the call, Jake inquires about the supposed dream, but Finn, Finn's like, ah, I lost it. I can't remember the dream. Ugh. He can't remember this entire life that he just lived in there. It's crazy. It's so sad. He just forgot about his wife and kids. Like, yes. Yes. What I like to think, just so that I'm not like crying watching this episode, is that maybe this was just a dream he had. Maybe he went in there, took a nap, and this is like a dream that he had about maybe. this other life happening. Maybe. But then again, he does see Golb, which is um a thing. Because like he wouldn't know what Golb looks like. So I don't know, maybe it was real. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. I you make a good point. I mean, maybe it was a dream. Hmm. I like to think so. <laughs> because he's had he's had significant dreams before where he yeah. sees significant characters. Um, the cosmic owl, he's seen others, yeah. he saw the lich when being Billy. You know, he saw a lot of stuff. And so like Maybe this is maybe this was a dream. Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack in this episode, even with the stuff between like uh, Jake and Bimo, like some of the conversations that they're having. Mm-hmm. It's like hmm, interesting stuff, like the whole mug going out the window. Then he has to have the mug back. Yeah, I'm like, what? What? What is there to dig up in there? Mm-hmm. Real quick, so it was Wallace Shawn who played Vizini, is who you were thinking. Vizini. Of. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so couple things. Uh, I agree. I think there's some, the synopsis on this is not as detailed as I would have preferred, but it's, it's really interesting how when, first off, when Finn gets to Pillow World and he is at the celebration dance, celebration, that she's like, hey, it's just a dance. It's not marriage. You know, you can come. He's like, oh, I have a girlfriend. She's like, come on. So he dances with her. And it's just really interesting how like how much of this is his subconscious of like what do you what do you really want right his insecurities mm-hmm. of like i'm never gonna find a family or m- someone that's gonna love me for who i am or blah 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 you know no you know based on the insecurity he has with with fp not getting his joke mm-hmm. and just getting lost in his head and then also just normal like development of like him as an adolescent like what are what happens next in his life you know yeah it's just really interesting Yep, I totally agree. Even the conversation at the end about, um, oh, well, it must be sad for you not being able to, like, see your kid, like, raise your kids as yeah. your own. Yeah, And then I'm wondering if that somehow mirrors Finn raising these kids and not being able to remember them in the end. I don't know. Like, yeah. th- there's some stuff I want to read up on this episode. Also, um, I found it interesting that one of his arms when he was older, so he had climbed to this mountain to see Vizzini and... One of his arms had been replaced. It wasn't his flesh arm. It was a pillow arm. Do you mm. notice that? Yeah, yeah. I Total didn't foreshadowing. That. Yeah, there's a lot of the uh, arm foreshadowing throughout the series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like with uh, Farm World Finn. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Also, I thought it was interesting how, so his whole family came with him while he was trying to do this, like, self-exploration and find this this portal. And his family's just, like, there with him. Like, they climbed up the mountain, too. And he's like, nope, we're going to go home. And what was so interesting is how he li- he still lived his whole life, right? And he mm-hmm. still got to go back. It It's like... What what did this do for him? You know, like yeah. what what purpose did this serve? And I just I'm just so curious about that. Yeah, yeah. And like um, at the beginning of the episode where he's telling Jake, you know, I need to go fester on this for a bit. Yeah. And Jake's like, hey, hey festering is never a good thing, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, when uh, Finn's older, he's like, oh, I just need to fester on this for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I love that you point out like his family's there supporting him, even though his goal was to leave them. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Rose knew that that could always be a thing that would happen. Mm-hmm. But, but he, he's got kids now, you know, it's like yep. that that doesn't just. And so he he prioritized his family over his own individual desire, which is very interesting, considering like, I keep saying that I, I um, consider like some of the choices he makes later in the series. Yeah. Where you see him make some selfish decisions. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, like, if this was a turning point for him, like, OK, he's learning to be less selfish about like love and stuff like that yeah and we see that that's not the case so well it's interesting though because he is such a dingus like he's such he is definitely an adolescent boy Mm -hmm. you know i mean watching my kid grow up and like seeing him make some questionable choices you're just like really who are you Mm -hmm. you know and and then making these amazing choices that are just like oh yeah, you're really, you know, that's that's great, you know, and 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 so just it's just really interesting how we're seeing both sides of Finn. I don't know what you're referencing to for future episodes. Um, I only know snippets, so I'm not going to say anything of what I do know because I don't want any spoilers for people who haven't watched the whole series. But I I think that this is just like maybe it was just too much, you know, or maybe he's just like put it away and hit. What does he call it? His mind the safe not the, the vault safe. the vault yeah, the vault yeah into the vault you know and maybe this is just his i don't know also sorry i was going to say also does he, he like his family life he was raised by jake's family yeah he doesn't know his parents and like interest it's just interesting like so he doesn't know how to you know like doesn't i don't know like he had those ex- examples from his mom and dad jake's mom and dad you know, but I just am really curious what that was like for him yeah. navigating all of that. Definitely. Because you can tell that he was kind of an outsider within mm. their family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is interesting. Anything you didn't like in this? No, I think this is a perfect episode. Yeah. I have no problems with it at all. How about yeah. you? No, I, I definitely love um, love this episode. I think it's, it's just solid 100% around. And... What I also like about it is that there are things in the episode that are going to be like you were alluding that there's more stuff that we see in this episode that you don't know is important until later. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that it's laying some like little Easter eggs. I also think it's a, just a really I don't want to say it's not a classic Adventure Time episode. It's a get you in the heartstrings episode growth and development episode yeah just a lot of really cool things and it's just it's neat it's a neat episode i know we've had a few people that have written into us in the past say that this is their favorite and i would uh definitely put it within my top like at least mm-hmm. top 10 mm-hmm. maybe top five really yeah okay. i think it's a phenomenal episode i do too i could watch this again and again yep me too yeah, yeah. and we have 
Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, so, so I, I took note this time because I never understood why the episode is called Pewhoy. Yay for subtitles. So um, when Colton shows up at Finn and Rosa Lennon's Lynn? house, he says, instead of a ahoy, he says Pewhoy. Yeah. As in Pillow Ahoy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> so that's where the name of the episode comes from. Pillow Talk. <laughs> yeah, it's Pillow, pillow Talk. <laughs> so that's yeah. Really cool. And I was like, okay, there, there we go. Pewhoy means ahoy in pillow I language. It. I love it. Uh, where is the snail? Top right corner of the screen during the Pillow Town party when Finn asks Quilton to help him find the door. And by the way, this um, image of Quilton in this picture, he's wearing a pretty uh, pretty snazzy looking... He's a festive dude. ...shirt there. He's got like a bird farting out a heart, yeah. some stars, a tree, a, a jack-o'-lantern face, a, a whale. whale, a horse. <laughs> you know what? Um, I have to say the people of Ooh know how to party. Yeah, they do. People like, who definitely know how to party. Yeah. And like, remember that one with the bears that... The party bears. Yeah. I, that remind. It was a callback for me with that. It was just like, man... They know how to get get jiggy with it. Yeah, they do. I love the pillow. <laughs> That's another man. I love the old season. <laughs> back, like, I just felt nostalgic recently. I was like, oh, it's been so long since I've watched some of my old favorites. Yeah. So it's been fun. Matt, I have a secret. What? Snail Watch 2022. Snail Watch. Snail watch. <laughs> 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 All right. What was your favorite line? My favorite line was, "Fan festering is always bad, man." There's no good kind of festering. Then it's Jake. <laughs> Mine was maybe there's another door down yonder pillow town. Love it. Yonder yeah. pillow town. Yonder pillow town. Finn. Do you want to give me an impression of a character? Oh my glob. That's adult that's like Finn? adult Finn. Yeah. <laughs> my impression is also adult Finn. Alphanumeric. I love it. I also have a second one. Hello, sheep. You have more fluff than sense. Uh, that's a line that Matt would always say to our beloved cat, Maverick. You have, you have more fluff than sense. Oh, Maverick, you have more <laughs> fluff than sense. Okay. Uh, we got some triv. Yeah, no, surprisingly little. Yeah, that is surprising, Matt. I looked up all the trivia I could find. Mm. It's trivia time. Pewhoy. Oh, we already knew this one. So we're going to skip to the next one. When Finn uh, was told about how he entered Pillow World, he had five fingers when he was rubbing his beard. Ooh. Wallace Shawn is uncredited as the voice of Rashida. His voice also seems to be used uh, to portray the distorted Jake in Finn's memory. Oh, okay. Okay. Before Finn left Pillow World, Rosalind and asked Finn to promise to remember his family. However, Finn forgets about the dream at the end of the episode. This would mean that Finn broke his promise. Uh, the end of this episode just breaks my heart. Totes. So when Finn dies, the visuals that occur are eerily similar to visuals produced by dimethyltryptamine. Finn also mentions this substance in the episode The Real You. This is one of the many references to hallucinogens within Adventure Time. And this is the first appearance of Glob? Golb. Golb? Yeah. Who's Golb? Golb has such a cool design. What is Golb designed as? Tell me. Um, I, I All I will say is Golb is a deity. He's a deity. Yep. A god of Ooh. Okay. The episode as a whole is a reference to the famous Tang Dynasty era Chinese story, The World Inside a Pillow by Shen Ji. Oh, you found some more trivia. I did. Oh, you know, the, no, never mind. Go ahead. The story <laughs> is a Taos parable uh, in which a man lives an entire life with happy and sad periods after entering a Chinese style porcelain pillow given to him by a monk. 
before awakening back in his original life the morning after he entered it. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm looking at the next one. Finn entering into the pillow world through a door within his own house, uh, living another life and growing old until returning to his former self after finally leaving is similar to the, the lion, the witch, oh. and the wardrobe. Oh, uh, okay. I get you. Okay, okay. Uh, the premise of this story, an adventure explorer-like person dreaming or living out another more familial life is similar to Star Trek Next, Gen- Next Generation episode, The Inner Light. Ooh, maybe uh, that's why con- Jonathan Frakes was in this one. Mm-hmm. The connection is further indicated by the casting of Jonathan Frakes, yep. who starred as Commander William T. Riker in that series, as the voice of Older Finn. A stark difference, however, the difference between the two episodes is that Captain Jean-Luc Picard retains his memories of the alternate life, even ha- learning to play the flute thanks to it. And Puhoy Finn completely forgets. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, Next Generation episodes, too. Yep, yep. Actually, I really like Star Trek Next Generation. I never finished watching it, though. Really? Yeah. I don't think I ever started it. I don't think I ever watched that one. I was watching it with a friend in New Hampshire, Sean. Yeah. Sean D. Yeah. Sean Dondremont. And <laughs> um, when he moved, I just kind of stopped watching it because it was kind of like our show. Yeah. We got up to like season four or something like that. But How many seasons are there? I think seven. Oh, okay. So the Pillow-nomicon is likely a reference to the Necronomicon, the fictional book in the evil dead movies and also mm. from the hp lovecraft it stories it looks like the necronomicon i totally thought about that yeah yeah well the evil dead's one of my favorite movie series yep. um um Ooh. oh Looking. when finn tumbles into the pillow world it's similar to a scene from my neighbor totoro oh cool yeah nice if there's a little bit of lag we're passing each other the notebook back and forth <laughs> adult finn uses the phrase alphanumeric which is likely a, re- a reference to the show reboot where the phrase is used by Enzo Matrix, who also grows up to an adult in another world. Oh, cool. Also, Finn has said alphanumeric a few times in the show. Yeah. When Finn is entering into the pill world, he says, man, this looks smaller from the outside, which is likely a reference to the Doctor show who? Doctor Who. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. What are your, any last thoughts about this episode, Maddie? I think this episode is... As far as Adventure Time goes, like a masterpiece episode. It's definitely one of my favorites. So I think season five has a lot of ups and downs, Mm -hmm. like maybe more so than any of the past seasons that we've done. Yeah. But the ups are like the high points of this season are some of the best episodes ever. So I agree. I agree. And this is one of them. Yep. I just last week we did uh, uh, the Simon Simon and Marcy. Marcy. So it's like Mm -hmm. doing that. And then this one of the next episodes is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I really like it. I would watch this again and again. And I know I have and I will again. So love it. Want to keep watching it. I would love to like really fester on this one (laughs) and think about like connections and how like some of the deeper meanings maybe that we could interpret from it. Yeah. Um, I think it was just it was just really a cool episode. I agree. Yep. Festering is never a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Ben, you did not have a prediction for this one. No. But do you want to predict what the next episode is going to be about based on its name? Yes. Bemo Lost. Bemo Lost. I've never seen this episode. I've never seen this episode either. Okay. Bemo gets lost. <laughs> no. Bemo, Finn, and Jake are hanging out outside. And Finn and Jake have to run inside real quick to get something. Meanwhile, there's a rainstorm. And given that BMO is electronic, he didn't have anything covering him. And so he shuts down from water damage. Finn and Jake search 
for a computer engineer to fix BMO, and when they do, he doesn't. They don't remember who they are, and so then it becomes a montage of Finn and Jake reminding BMO of their likes, loves, passions, etc. Awesome. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe you just came up with that on the spot. Yep. <laughs> I'd still be going, um. Uh. <laughs> You're welcome, world. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. It is time for some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. So uh, to start it off, we have a voicemail from Kayla. Kayla. We have a voicemail from Kayla. So we're going to play it. Hi, Amy. Hi, Matt. I had to send you a different voicemail because I forgot to try to do an impression. So I'm going to make this really quick. My name is Kayla. I'm Senula from Detroit. Um, I wanted to comment on this last episode about Marceline being a vampire or not. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but um, she's not a vampire at this moment, but she looks like that because of her dad, hunting at the deer. And that's all I'll say on that. Um, I want to say I'm on Team No-No because I really enjoyed just, like, the random grade that Matt gives Amy, but I also enjoyed the structure of the rubric, so I'm indifferent. Um, that's all I have to say. Really keep it up with the podcast. I really enjoyed listening to you on my way to work. And then my favorite episode is either Season 6, Episode 13, Thanks for the Crabapples, Giuseppe, or Season 5, Episode 39, We Built the Truck. Those are probably my favorite episodes. And then lastly, my character impression, um, here we go. Dude, taking pain is easy. Just imagine every bruise as a hicker from the universe, and everyone wants to be with the universe. Keep it up, you guys. Have a nice one. Bye. Love it. Oh, thank you so much. That was it, amazing. It was so good. Love your impression. And yeah. thank you for the background information on Marceline. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, I'd seen the Stakes episodes, but it's been... Uh, like the last time I saw them was when they aired, so I just couldn't remember. So thank you. Yeah, rad and uh, yeah, good. And I can't wait to get to season six. A lot of people have really uh, mentioned that that's one of their favorite episodes. So can't wait to to see it. Yeah, and um, so since you sent that voicemail, um, we've had a couple of people now say that uh, thanks for the crab apples. Giuseppe is one of the favorite episodes or their favorite episode. Mm-hmm. And so I actually went back and rewatched that one a couple of days ago, and I really love it. I can't wait to get to that one. <sighs> A lot of fun episodes, a lot of fun characters. He in like it. gets to skip around, see, and and I have to stay behind no, because to, oh, Amy has to do the thing. You can totally watch an episode because it, it's so disconnected from the main story. <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm just being a smart ass. <laughs> and also, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I one so two things. One, I love that the the battle of the rubric is still going this yes. this far into the podcast. <laughs> so that's great. Thank you. And also. I love the fact that um, so we were saying recently. I hope that when people write in or call in, they'll tell us um, uh, give us an impression. Yeah. So yay! So then you forgive us, giving yes. us an impression. So yes. boom, us. you rock. Yeah. All right. So we got a um, email from Oops. Rocky. Sorry, I just closed out my notes. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead. An email from Rocky. I left to come on Instagram, but I thought I'd send you an email as you might see it sooner. Yeah. Matt, do better on Instagram. Why? Why am I in charge of all the social <laughs> I don't media? Have, I don't have <laughs> you know I'm bad at keeping <laughs> up on this stuff. No, you're not. You're really good at it when you want to be. That's true. <sighs> Regarding Young M, Marceline and Lucky Vampire Pars is kind of a future a spoiler to future episodes, especially the Stakes miniseries episodes. Um, I forgot we have an Instagram. 
<laughs> when Marceline was young, she was just half demon and half human, didn't have her famous bite marks yet. She doesn't become a vampire or vampire queen until she's a teenager, as seen in the six episodes. P.S. Before Seinfeld came along, Cheers was my favorite episode as a teenager. Love everything your you show, get. Rocky. Awesome. Also, also really cool name, Rocky. So, um, we're spoiler alert. We're gonna get a lot of responses tonight <laughs> to the Marceline question, which yeah. is great because like people, you know, thank you. They heated our call. Yeah. So yeah. So thank you so much for the email. That was awesome. And then Charlotte C um, writes us, hi, in regards to your most recent episode, Marceline could be healed by the soup in season five because four, uh, five episode 14, because she wasn't vampire yet. I believe vampire looking teeth come with her being half demon. There's a series of episodes later that explains how Marcy becomes a vampire. Thank yeah. you, Charlotte. Thank you, Charlotte. And then we have another Charlotte that wrote in. And the title is Hey Girl, Internal I, I, Princess Voice. I did voice. two in a row just so Matt could do that. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> oh, I got to like really zoom in because I've screwed up putting these notes together. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Amy. What? <laughs> so, you, I don't know why you're apologizing when you can edit this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to create the, a lot, the least amount of editing as possible. But I'm like, I keep screwing up. So I'm like, I'm trying to fill in with like saying like, things. Like, hey, future Matt. I am apologizing to future me. <laughs> Hi, Matt, Amy. I'm sure, so, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of listeners have noticed. Uh, episodes have been a little more loosey-goosey on the stuff I'm keeping in lately because I'm like, I don't want to edit anymore. <laughs> it takes too long, so I'm just leaving it like all these flubs now. And so hopefully oh people gosh. find them funny at least. Oh, gosh. Hi, Matt and Amy. <laughs> love the pod i've been listening for a few years now but this is the first time i've written in yay i've truly enjoyed listening and it's one of my favorite podcasts to walk my dogs to matt i wanted to answer your question about marcy <laughs> looking like a vampire when she was seven she is that bluish color because she's half demon half human she becomes a vampire in her teen years and they tell the story during the stake series and you'll find out why the crown makes ik call her gunther later in the series and thank you for pointing that out actually i remembered that after the fact, because I know exactly which episode you're talking about. Um, so, Charlotte also says, Simon and Marcy is an incredible episode. Can't wait to listen along as you finish the series. Oh, and Amy in Seattle, crunchy is slang for embarrassing. So I giggled when you said crunchy people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Later, Gators. Charlotte. That's love, awesome. <laughs> crunchy love, people. Love. And I didn't know that either. And it's funny because like we're like just south of Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't even know that. <clears throat> yeah. Hey I think girl. that's everything. Hey. Hey, girl. I love it. You guys are the best. We have the yep. best listeners. We really do. It's Man, been incredible. We're so lucky. The luckiest podcast in the world. Yep. Matthew. Yeah. We have finished another episode. Yeah, we have. It's crazy. I can't believe it's actually as short as it is. Yeah, no, no kidding. So with that said, if you want to check us out, uh, you can catch us on the socials. Yep. At Oh My Blah Podcast, Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. I'll tell you this much. The most active social media platform that we're on is Twitter. And that I, I, I'm trying to get better with the two. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to intern, let us know. Okay. Enough of that. Um, you can always you, send us an email. You can, uh, yeah. You can send us an email at Oh My Glob Podcast. Um, our phone number is 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what your favorite episode is and give us an impression. Absolutely. Yep. And also, anchor.fm. If you go to that, find the Oh My Glob Podcast profile. You can leave a voicemail there, too. Oh, that's true. Yep. Because yep. we're still there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... 
Guess what? What? I love you. I love you. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip flop. Bye. Bye.